0: Hey everybody, welcome to the New World Pictures podcast, where we're going to talk about every movie released by New World Pictures, and even some movies that were nearly released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan, with me as always is Mark. No, Bullwinkle Moose.
1: (laughs) And Erica? I'm going to tell you something, if you promise to not think I'm crazy... (laughs) Guys, just don't think I'm crazy. I'm going to tell you some stuff during this podcast. Just don't think that I'm crazy. She said, promise
0: not to get mad. I'm like, that is like the worst. That's the worst thing. You're always like, well, I can't guarantee that's going to happen.
1: Guys, I'm going to tell you some stuff on tonight's episode. Just promise not to get mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's right. We are talking about uh, 1986's Night of the Creeps. And let's tell you how this is Nearly New World. It's mm, sort of maybe Nearly New World. It's a little loose. This is probably one of the looser ones that we made in a Nearly New World. Now, here's the thing. It's written and directed by Fred Decker, mostly known on this podcast for writing If Looks Could Kill, but also...
2: <laughs> Damn, that's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But also have we have we even discussed how we have watched that movie? We watched that movie. We haven't. We haven't. We haven't. We the watched summer. it just a couple months. Couple, yeah. The end of the yeah. summer we so we saw it God. together.
2: Yeah. I mean <laughs> We finally
0: scratched that itch, Mark. I mean, are you feeling good about it?
2: I feel great about it. I I I it's it reminded me how much I love that movie. It also reminded me how that movie hasn't necessarily aged the way that I wanted it to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not 100% an age. well at the time. (laughs) Well, you know, not all fine wine ages well, and Mm -hmm. it is a fine wine. But I think it was left on the shelf a little too long. So it's turned just a titch.
0: In another another way, like if you take two buck chuck and you just put store it Mm -hmm. in your wine fridge for five years, still going to be two buck chuck when you take it out. How dare you, Ryan? (laughs) How dare you? I no, I thoroughly enjoyed if looks could kill. I thought that was it was a blast. But um, yeah, it definitely it definitely felt like a pretty sweet slice of the 90s.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's uh, not only is it a sweet uh, slice of the 90s, but it is a confounding array of Of Richard Grieco's hairline.
0: (laughs) I mean his His hair hair is
2: his hair changes changes. dramatically from scene to scene. It is wild. Yeah, they did not.
0: They his hair must just like do its own thing. And they were like, we're (laughs) trying to do our best to keep the continuity, but we don't know what to do. The thing just it's like a living (laughs) organism, all its own.
2: it's like, whoever was in charge of continuity kept forgetting the Polaroids and was like, I don't know. I think it was a comb over in
0: this one. Was right. It? I don't know. Let's right. do it. We need to come back to the <laughs> end of that scene that we shot last week. What was his hair like? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think Dude, it was, was all too busy wrangling forward. all these
1: slugs. I can't be bothered. I don't the know. Wrong,
0: oh, different movie. But good, Erica. Getting <laughs> us back, back on track. track. Night of the Creeps. Again, written and directed by Fred Decker. He also did the story for the original House. Now, he didn't write the script. That was Ethan Wiley who wrote the script. Then gave it to Fred Decker, who gave it to his pal, Steve Miner, who directed House and was also had given Decker his first job writing a Godzilla movie that never got made. And Miner took it to, I I would have to imagine, he took it to New World and they decided to make House and so on. So Decker didn't really have a great or didn't have some big inroads with New World Pictures. However, he also gave this script or uh, of Night of the Creeps to his direct to to his producer Charles Gordon, and Charles Gordon uh, knew somebody at TriStar, and he basically told the guy at TriStar, "Hey, I got the script. You better read it now because I've got studios w- that want this thing." He said nobody wanted it. I hadn't given it out to anyone, but. This is a story he tells in the Blu-ray. He's like, but it got him to read it. And he as soon as he read it, he was like, I want to make it. So it didn't really have a chance to go anywhere beyond TriStar. So I don't know if New World even would have been able to bid on such a thing. But ironically enough, the next movie that producer Charles Gordon produces is The Wrong Guys for New World Pictures.
2: Oh. So this is so, book-ended and nestled in the... <laughs> Hot, hot dog bun of New World Pictures, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not the bun. It could have bun. been. It,
2: no. It's not no. the bun. But no. And it's not even the hot dog. But it's the ketchup that sits on so, that
0: hot dog. So you you had a producer who was about to produce for New World. You had a guy who came up with the idea for a movie that comes out mm-hmm. the same year. The ketchup comes up and out the of mustard 19-1986. of, uh-huh.
2: of then, New World.
0: The opening credits... Done by Ernest D. Farino, who did opening credits for a lot of New World movies. I'll just say off the top of my head, also Dead Heat. Uh, He did the opening uh, credits for that, but tons of New World movies. And he directed the very first nearly New World movie that we ever did, Steel and Lace. So he's the relish. (laughs) Just... Let's let's not drop this metaphor, no matter what we do.
1: <laughs> it works. I can't. I I remember the last time I nestled some ketchup onto my hot dog, and then I nestled some mustard, and then I nestled a little bit of relish. <laughs> uh, a hot
0: dog tastes good when it's been nestled,
1: doesn't it? Oh, just brings so out the good. flavors. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it brings out the natural flavor of whatever the hell is in that thing. Right. But unfortunately, that's as close as we can get to how this is New World. But it perfectly, while it maybe isn't the as nearly New World as a lot of the movies that we discuss in this uh, this series, where we talk about the movies that New World nearly made. It fits perfectly into Night Vember. And guys, this is oh. the end of Night Vember, oh, no. where we discuss movies New World released or nearly released. That have the word "night" in them, Mark. This was I, your. <laughs> this I, <was> I want to.
2: <laughs> I I accept, Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> I think that this was a real treat for all of us, yeah. including the listeners. Yeah. It's I've been a wild met. roller coaster of mm-hmm. different genres, mm-hmm. uh, different for sure. surprises. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, we've had we, sad we really, moments.
2: Uh, We've had fun moments. moments, nestling moments. Uh, it's
0: <laughs> if night Vember was a hot dog, <laughs> <laughs> then um night patrol is is uh, a splattering of <laughs> is all the all the condiments mm-hmm. just thrown at it just thrown from a distance.
2: Mm-hmm. thrown at the hot dog.
0: And night zoo um, is night is the is the are dry still? bun it's the, the stale dry bun.
1: Are we still talking about night zoo? We're
0: <laughs> never going to not talk about night zoo. It is the only thing we talk about on this podcast. Now we're a, exclusively a night zoo podcast.
1: <laughs> welcome, hey everybody. Welcome to the night zoo podcast. <laughs> where we talk about all movies that are night zoo. <laughs>
0: We just try to scratch that night zoo itch and find what's the next night zoo.
1: Doesn't that sound like it should be a nighttime radio show? Yeah. Hey, oh, welcome yeah. to the 103.5. That's our, that's
0: our sub-series.
1: I'm your DJ, Erica Sherica. <laughs>
2: and I'm Erica coming at you Sherica. live.
1: Guys, I'm making this up on the spot. I'm coming at you live from the night zoo. Ooh, ah! welcome to the the
0: night zoo title implies (laughs) again we talked about we're still talking about night zoo we we talked about this during night zoo that it does not it does not pay off on what the title implies it's that is it will on my radio
1: it will on Erica Sherica's radio show it will absolutely pay off
2: I mean the title of that movie should have been dad's parakeet right
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it should have been dad's parakeet or pending heart attack. I mean, either one of the two. That guy was just like one hot dog nestle away from heart attack at all. times. That is literally he does die in it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And he didn't die from hot dogs. He died because he got too much free lasagna from the restaurant that he <laughs> lived true. above.
1: That's true. Also, you know? he
0: didn't
2: clean out that thermos well enough, and he might have just <laughs> shocked himself with a little oh cocaine my gosh. residual.
0: <laughs> Imagine we're still talking about Nightsu. My lord, November. Um, <laughs> let's talk about. We've talked. Look, we've talked about Nightsu. We've talked mm-hmm. about of looks good kill. Why not talk about Night of the Creeps? <laughs>
1: Why not? Why, Why not? not? Why not? Let's discuss a it. A movie,
2: a movie that I also like to to imagine is Weird Science: The College Years.
0: Yeah, right? oh. yeah, that's a good right? call. Is that is Wyatt, that your letterbox synopsis? Wyatt, <laughs> Wyatt and Gary,
2: did, they they went to college. Some uh-huh. of the people from Weird Science are in this
0: movie. Sure, they are. And, yep, uh, yeah, one of the girls you know, is in this. Right, uh, two. Wyatt two, has two. had an unfortunate <laughs> accident with his legs. <laughs> Right. Yes, he
2: was injured in in right. the Porsche 928. In track Track and Field didn't treat him well in <laughs> high school, and all of a right.
0: sudden, right, right. So, <laughs> oh
2: no, but they're oh, still no. they're still having fun. They're still unlucky with the ladies, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, this movie has Tom Hanks in a role he was destined to play.
0: It. It is It is yeah. probably, I mean, maybe Halloween 3 or The Fog aside is probably the premier Tom Atkins role. It, in many ways, watching it is such a joy for t- being a Tom Atkins fan. And, and another way, you're like... But why didn't he get another great role like this? He clearly I think because is he does it
1: so well that you think, yeah, he just is a guy who's like a cop who can't keep a relationship together, who's always about to kill himself. You just think he's that guy all the time. So, you, you know,
0: Argu- arguably fine. he couldn't keep the relationship together because a man hacked her up with an axe. But, you know, I mean.
2: That doesn't explain why he's still driving a car from the 1950s. Is that a <laughs> is that some sort of statement on police not being paid well or that not being paid effectively or is that more of a he can't let go of the 50s. So he's got a whole I think he can't let go, right? I think that's car.
0: that's yeah. I think that's the thing is he can't let go of the 50s, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. That Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. And that's the thing about um, this movie is that it does have a lot of those touchstones though, of like older films. Obviously it starts with the black and white intro.
2: Well, it starts with an alien ship that is,
0: it feels like a new world pictures movie in the first two (laughs) minutes. Right. (laughs) True.
1: True. Yes.
0: Yeah. With those aliens that we don't really see again. Depending. We don't really ever see them again. Yeah. You don't see them again. Um, you do see this? Do sh- you do see the ship? Depending on which mm-hmm. version you've watched. Now, yeah. Eric and I rewatched. You rewatched this, Mark. Did you rewatch the theatrical or the director's cut? I don't know. I wa- I I
2: I couldn't tell you the difference.
0: <laughs> well, no. there is only one difference because uh, we watched the theatrical cut, and today I uh, watched the director's, and okay. the only cut is that the ending is different.
2: Okay. The ending is different. So, in the end, does Chet turn back from being the blob alien that he was turned into by Lisa?
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Then I've seen uh, the director's cut. Yeah. You've seen all. (laughs) You've seen it. (laughs) Um. Yeah. The missile goes back down. Uh. All. Every. The grandparents are unfrozen. It all. It all works out. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was the director's (laughs) cut. Yep. Got it. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> no. That, well, I'm not going to go right to the ending. We'll talk about the ending in a little bit. No, with go the right to the days. ending. Yeah, you, we're going to go right to the ending right now? Oh, Rumpf. Well, in the end of the theatrical cut. <laughs> Jesus. hmm mm-hmm. the, the, <laughs> 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 the end of the theatrical cut is the dog coming up to um, Cynthia mm-hmm. and... It sort of having a little uh, one of those little slugs, alien slugs shoot out of its mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's a sort of like then we cut to credits. Mm-hmm. The theatrical cut or what it was really the TV cut, because this was when it got like when it got sent out to like HBO or television or whatever. They added the original ending on the ending that Decker wanted. Which is that you see uh, Tom Atkins walking down the street, all burned up, and that's then what he I saw. falls. Then he falls down on the on the street, and all the slugs go out of his head, and then they mm-hmm. go towards a cemetery. But then, over the cemetery, flies the alien ship, and then
1: that's it kind of that's ends. the
0: version I watched.
1: Okay. That is dramatically different. Yeah, than. The dog coming up. hmm Oh, God. I don't know which one of those I like better.
0: Both of them definitely say uh, hit there's a sequel. Yeah. I would say that the director's one says, leaves definitely a little bit more of a like, ooh, what happens next than mm-hmm. the one that, that went theatrical. But, yeah, I mean, they both sort of leave with like, hey, wh- what's going to happen next? By the way, when it did come out theatrically, initially, it was also uh, sent out as Homecoming. Homecoming Night, not Night of the Creeps. Oh, really? And then also, <laughs> then it was turned into Night of the Creeps. But it first did comes out that? as So it, it night. was
2: released as Homecoming Night did they change all the posters and did they try to re-release it as a different movie or did they just have like a course correction based upon the title and kind of change the marquee posters and
0: yeah, like I, how, I, how, I I'm curious I, how I they did, did I've that. S- I've only seen like some, I think they probably sent out probably had um, critics come to a screening and the screening might've been called homecoming night because I've found some, I'm not hundred percent about this, but I found some, uh reviews that said homecoming night but Hmm. instead of night of the creeps but i've only found uh uh, when i've seen like poster ads and stuff like that in old newspapers and so on that's only night of the creeps that i was able to find
1: um i like night of the creeps better i'm glad they went with that
0: yeah homecoming night doesn't
1: it doesn't like
2: it would have still been in November if it was homecoming night
0: So we we would have covered this anyway.
1: Oh, thank thank God. Thank
0: God. It it fit into Mm -hmm. this theme month. So that's all that matters.
1: (laughs) But I think Night of the Creeps helps play up like the campy side of it. Sure. Because when you see those aliens, when it, when it first opens, they look ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They, they don't, their faces are frozen and their mouths are kind of like frozen open. They look like like, big babies. Yeah, they do kind of look like big babies. Yeah. It, they don't look great and they def- they definitely don't look scary
0: it looks and it's goofy it's, it's very kind of a cheesy goofy thing. and goofy but- and then when you go into the 50s then we're talking like there's a murderer on the loose mm-hmm. and we're like trying to deal with a lot of the, like the 50s really the idea I, the way we look back on that era where it's mm-hmm. like rock and roll and we're making out on the on on in our cars out by the cliff and you know yeah kind of that sort of homesy, uh sort of leave it to Beaver above five. You know all those scenes when Beaver would go out and make out with a girl in his car? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know all those scenes. You know what I'm talking about. Um, it has sort of plays on that, but it's also those old 1950s movies. We find out Corman University, so we get that little drop of Roger Corman, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the first horror movie directors that he drops the name of. He drops names of everybody that was, you know, making horror movies around that time, Cronenberg Carpenter, uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, they use Raimi in a, uh, in a deleted scene. Mm. one of the cops is named Raimi that, uh, Tom Atkins talks to. So he was using all of those names. Um, and then there's an ax murder and I think the end of that little prologue section is like, wow, we really went from these goofball aliens to kind of like, like uh, this guy walking around killing people with an ax like, holy shit. Yeah. And that, and it actually successfully does that throughout the movie. It goes from really goofy and silly Mm -hmm. and then ends up serious. And the thing that, that like this rewatch and we've all seen this before, but the thing about watching it this time is for some reason, my, whenever I watch this movie, my prevailing memory is of Tom Atkins. So watching it again, I was like, oh, right. We really start with these two guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Mark was saying, the two uh, <laughs> the weird science guys, the Gary we, and out of <laughs> Night of the Creeps, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And or I was really it Chris
2: and JC is that is that their names?
0: Yes, Chris and JC. Yeah, and I really uh, appreciated like their friendship in this and the dialogue that they had together. They actually really had great chemistry as as to that's because like friends. JC
2: is like totally in love with Chris, right? Am I right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, I funny think so. story. Funny story. Uh, when Night Zoo was originally released, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was titled Night Petting Zoo. But they cut the petting part. No, it no, it hatch. was not. No, it was not.
0: No, it was not. It was called Night of the Creep Zoo. <laughs> it was called Homecoming Night Zoo.
1: <laughs> it was called Homecoming Zoo. Most <laughs> well, so of it was called.
0: If it was called Homecoming Night, wouldn't you be like, "Where was the homecoming?" At the end, like the, <laughs> the last part of the movie, they were supposed to go to that formal. It's a formal, but it's not homecoming. Like homecoming is, they're at college. Homecoming is they a high have
2: school. Homecom- com- they have homecomings in college. They have oh, a man, homecoming
0: Not my game. school. Um, yeah, I just was. I was. I. I. I dug their friendship. That's the thing that I got. We don't get into Tom Atkins until a little bit into the movie.
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty far into it.
2: Well, you do at the very beginning because he's the cop that walks up on his ex-girlfriend.
1: But you know what? Right,
2: but you I don't know that for a while.
1: And I didn't put that together until the second viewing. Mm-hmm. I completely missed that the first time around. And the second time I was like, oh, yeah, he's that cop in the beginning who tells him to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Which is
0: sort of like my um, letterbox synopsis, which is that a small town cop who's involved in a town tragedy that nobody remembers 30 years ago gets involved in another town tragedy that nobody will remember.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Wow.
0: Wow. (laughs) Well, like, I mean, it's sort of, the way the theatrical cut is, it sort of, like, closes out. I mean, it, it has that one ending, like, shock where you're like, well, what happens now? But mm-hmm. um, but it's sort of like, yeah, it's a big night, but they kind of figure it out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And then the, the axe murderer thing, the only person that seems to be really bent out of shape about it still is Tom Atkins. Feels like everyone's moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Apparently, the woman that owns the, like, house that does get chopped up eventually by the ax murderer who goes through her floor. She was originally in the flashback sequence as the like mother of the sorority or whatever, the den mother or whatever.
1: Oh, I miss that. that. I no, know. no. Those I mean, showings. they cut
0: that, they cut that, but that was initially oh. why she was, there. so she that's was, that's
1: why yeah. <laughs> I missed something. I don't cut. remember
0: that. Well, they cut it. So it was a good <laughs> thing. You don't remember it. You'd been like, Oh sure. I know that part. <laughs> I'd be like, you didn't watch this. You did <laughs> sleep through this. Can we get back to talking about Night Zoo?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I miss Night Zoo, guys. I miss Night Zoo. Do we know how to talk about anything other than Night Zoo? <laughs> no. That's the curse of Night Zoo. Once you watch it, you can't talk the about anything else. only thing we
0: know how to. Look, let's get back on track. So Night of the Creeps won 14 genies.
1: Damn it! <laughs>
0: no, we're still talking about Night Zoo. <laughs>
1: Did Night of the Creeps ah. win any genies? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a Canadian movie, so I don't think so.
1: How can you be sure?
0: <laughs> I, I, I I have to
2: ask, um, and I guess this is really targeted to you, Erica, because I oh, saw no. Ryan's dorm room. But when you were in college, <laughs> did, did your dorm room have couches that also were beds? Because I, I never saw that in any of the dorm rooms I was ever in. But why and Gary have couches that are also their beds.
1: Right. Yeah. No, no, uh, we didn't. I remember, so my, there were different kinds of dorm rooms. So you could either have a two-person room that had a shared bathroom with another two-person room.
0: Or mm-hmm. you could be Wow.
1: A, or you could be in a quad where it was four girls in one room, but you had your own bathroom that you mm. shared amongst the four. And I, the first year... Was in a quad. Wow! So I roomed with four, with three other girls, and we all had bunk beds and a desk, and that was like the standard furniture that came in the room. Yikes! Yeah. And then you could configure it however you wanted, but each of you had a desk, each of you had a bunk bed, um, and then I think we, if I remember correctly, we brought in maybe like a be- ah beanbag chair because there wasn't a ton of s- floor space. But no, we didn't have the room for couches or anything because it was all just desks and beds and.
0: Yeah, we Mark knows we we had beds, but you kind of had they had they had shelves sort of like there that had like coverings over them, and those were all padded, so that the beds would sort of function also as a couch because if you had people over outside of your desk chair, you had nowhere for anyone to sit.
1: Yeah, that was the bummer with the the beds so- because it was like if you had the bottom bunk. Then people just sat on your bed and I had the bottom yeah. bunk. So you can imagine how upset I was that people were always sitting on my bed. I was fine if you sat on my bed, but everybody knew don't touch my pillows. Don't lay on my <laughs> mm-hmm. pillows. Don't touch my pillows. Don't you dare put your face on my pillows or I'm going to strip that pillow of its pillowcase.
0: That is a it's a, it's a pet peeve of Erica's to yeah. this day. To That's this for day.
1: Sure. Yeah. I'll take it to the grave. You better put my head in my mud its own fucking pillow that no one else has used.
2: Does that apply to you too, Ryan? Well, you can't touch her pillow? Like correct. If, if yes. She sees, yes. Correct. No, oh, I'm touch. not allowed
0: either. No, I'm that's not allowed. Anyway.
1: Yeah. If I came into bed and he, his greasy face was on my pillow, I would be very upset. I would change, yeah. I would change it. I would change if the pillowcase.
0: the kids are like in our bed for some reason, watching TV in our room or something, and I have laid on her decorative pillow that's on top of another <laughs> pillow that's on top of her actual pillow, then she's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Get off my pillow. Too close. Like, I
1: don't like I'm that. I'm like,
0: I'm not on your pillow. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a real thing.
1: I don't like that. Uh, That's where my face I goes. I, I, I d- sleep on that. Ugh. I, I
0: I, I I'm that still this,
1: about uh,
2: to. This, 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 this episode would di- would <laughs> diverge into pillow talk, but I mean. Yeah,
1: well, hey, you know. At night zoo, you know what I mean? Brings it out of us. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> Eric, Eric night is
0: zoo. It's getting personal. Ooh, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I've still been about the fact that you had only had to share a bathroom with three other people. Yeah,
1: that's it. We had our own bathroom. We had a bathroom. And a shower and a
0: toilet. We had a co ed dorm and we had a boys' bathroom and a girls' bathroom. And we had to walk down to the other side of the floor to get to the yeah. boys' bathroom to shower.
1: Because I also went to a, a pretty, it was essentially a commuter school. So the dorm, the dorms, the dormitory buildings were. New they were newer because oh, okay. they didn't exist for many years when, when the um college was first built they were very new <laughs>
0: they didn't exist before they were built
1: that's how it worked yeah
0: <laughs> well, that's a novel concept
1: Thank specific
0: you. to your dorm only yep. <laughs> Because my dorms <laughs> always existed. Yeah. Even before well, they, they were built. Well, they
1: might have built the dorms at the same time as the university. I, I understand. I'm just saying I understand. ours went university, then dorms. Right. Sure. It's like an afterthought. It was like, oh, people might want to live here. Oh, shit. Uh, beep, beep, beep. beep. We're, we're breaking ground right now.
0: <laughs> that was just somebody backing up their old car. Into <laughs> <laughs> the night zoo. <laughs> the, your college is right next to a night zoo?
1: That also might be the name of my new golf club.
0: <laughs> Night Zoo? Yeah. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, scary. What's Everybody's you, bringing your, in you? their thermos.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Check those thermoses, everybody.
1: No outside so, drinks. I no, would never allow a thermos.
0: No one is going to be listening to Night of the Creeps so they can hear this much about Night Zoo. <laughs> going to be like, what the shit?
1: They're gonna be listing on like. 2. I press 5. play
0: on Night of the Creeps, and these assholes will drop this French Canadian movie they apparently yeah. watch and can't stop thinking about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is true. We can't stop thinking it's 100% about it. True. So you it's, can't stop thinking it's, about so. it.
1: That's why I won all yeah. those damn genies. <laughs> I, I don't even know what movie <laughs> we're talking about anymore.
0: <laughs> we're just talking about colleges. <laughs> Getting back to Night of the Creeps.
1: Okay. I mean, sure. Sure, I mean, if you want to, if we're being forced.
0: (laughs) We have to. Erica, what would you uh, what would your letterbox synopsis for Night of the Creeps be?
1: My letterbox synopsis for Night of the Creeps would be. You get what you get and you don't get upset. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're going to go out and you're going to make out on Uh. an overlook point. And then you're going to see a little weird shooting star and go investigate it. You're a no good Nick. No good Nick will happen to you. (laughs) Yeah. Get what you get. You don't get upset. Okay. You know, she, Cynthia was dating a creep, a human creep. So then when he turned into an actual creep filled with slugs, you get what you get. You don't get upset.
0: That breakup scene that they have is, is, is a standout moment to me. Um, when she kind of flips him the bird by slowly winding it up in her hand. That's kind of a cool moment. And what mm-hmm. I love about that moment too is that he then just like reaches to his friend who hands him his sunglasses and he puts his sunglasses on and leaves. I was like, they both kind of got rad, like a rad move in them, you yeah. know, where she was like, screw you, good for her. yeah, And then he was like, I'm walking out with some, with my shades on. But they're
1: both kind of jerks, right? A little bit, like- she redeems herself, I guess, but they're both kind of jerks. I felt like they were made for each other.
2: I think the age difference would have eventually become an issue because he was like 35.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Alan, Alan uh, Kayser, who goes on from this and and spends a long time in Mama's family.
1: Really?
2: Yeah,
0: he was in I, Mama's I Family. He, that.
2: Now, granted, I haven't watched Mama's Family in a long time. but
0: <laughs>
1: God, who was he in Mama's Family?
0: Uh, good question. Um, he has his hair dyed in this because I think it's normally a little bit more reddish. So he's in seasons three through six huh. in the series Rebirth. Um, I, I'm not telling anything. Everybody who's listening right now doesn't know already. I mean, we're all big Mama's Family <laughs> stance. In fact, when it came to doing a podcast, we were like, do we just discuss all the movies released by New World Pictures? Or we do we discuss every episode of Mama's Family? Because both will have equally very strong and rabid fan bases. So which one do we do?
1: I remember Mama's Family was like the show that when there was nothing else on and that was on, I'd be like, all right.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. So <laughs> Pretty it was just much. like,
1: fine. There was a
0: lot of shows like that where you would just kind of be like, I don't know.
1: Ugh, There's nothing, nothing else. else on, There's nothing so else. I'll watch this. That's
0: something the that kids will never like. Younger generations do not know because they're like, I can turn it to anything else. Mm-hmm. In fact, what they will talk about is just like the endless scrolling that they did trying to find something they actually had to watch. Yeah. That's the only thing that they will. The equivalent. Um, I mean, Alan Kaiser plays an like a great just total douche. Uh. Yeah, because I like that she breaks up with him and then he calls her later, like, Hey, what's up?
1: Yeah, (laughs) like
0: Like, as if that moment didn't happen. Yeah, I was like, That's that all tracks. And what I was gonna say is that,
2: but then, but then he really does tip his hat as to how old he is because he's drinking a martini. And when you're in college, you're not quite at martini Mm -hmm. level. No, I I, I never knew anybody in college that was like, Hey, what a martini? It was like that was right because that was for old people.
0: Right. And it felt like, oh, man, getting like a shaker and all that and those glasses like that has to cost a fortune. And as it turns out, it doesn't. doesn't. Once I actually bought one, I was like, oh, this is actually very affordable, actually, as it turns out. This isn't that crazy.
1: Uh, And the babes just started pouring in as soon as you (laughs) had the shaker.
0: (laughs) I was shaking right by the window, just being like, hey, grown man over
1: here. babes were just like uh oh is that ice I hear rattling around <laughs> that's right and some gin
0: and I put a little dry vermouth in the glass ooh la la <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I had plans tonight, but I think I'm gonna go ring the doorbell of that guy's apartment.
1: <laughs> They're like, hey boyfriend.
0: <laughs> Let me scroll up this middle finger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I bought it going, oh the babes. The babes are just gonna be pouring in once I make martinis. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna know about my martinis, and then it's non-stop babes for this guy. <laughs>
1: Babe buffet. <laughs> All you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. That was
0: me, guys. That was me, guys. Probably a mere 10 years ago, really. <laughs> it's not that long ago. Yeah, I'm such a young man. Um, but yes, <clears> you're right, Mark. Like, that's not a drink of younger guys. No, they also they had, not. like, the parties, that, you know, listening to the director's commentary about this today. They're talking about the sets and how good the sets are. That's another thing that, like, I, I never did the do- I never did like uh, like a uh, fraternity or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But like the houses and the way they had parties and they had great lighting and they had like a full tiki bar and all that stuff. I was like, man, that was nice. I don't remember that in many people's in many parties I went to in college.
2: When I was in college, if someone had like a tiki party, you would maybe get some cheap like Dollar General. Tiki grass that someone would hang from a right, window. Right. And you're like, that makes it tiki themed because sure. I can only afford under five dollars in decoration. Right. Because that's I've got a lathe that's Teeny just filled with
0: dust fund. that I've had in my room for like it's five right. years. I'll just put right. that out on a lamp and it's a party. <laughs> it's a party. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to I've the tiki, tiki t- hut, everybody. And you know what? People walk through and go, wow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm I feel impressed. like if you just buzzed people in and said like "Mahalo" when they came in, they like, were like, they were like "Oh shit, shit. this is
0: serious. They're taking this anything. serious. This is this is no joke." We had a party when I was in col- with my college buddies, and when we uh, we rented a house, we had a we had a full weekend party, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we I got different light bulbs for those different mm-hmm. rooms. We had our bedrooms and different light bulbs, and we also gave out free haircuts. I had a haircut at that party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah.
1: administered the haircut, or uh, who gave the ha- who gave the free haircuts?
0: I think my one of one of my roommates did. Whose yep. buzzer it was?
1: Wow.
0: Yep. Yeah. Ew, You one also- buzzer. No, I mean he had the to the buzzer. I mean you obviously have different things you can connect to it and different to get different lengths. But yes, but yes, we thing. were all sharing one buzzer. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Ugh. Yeah.
0: And we escaped with no headlights, so it really worked. It was wow. Really, it was that's a, the most a,
1: shocking part. It was a
0: bold success for a party.
2: Well, You also had a confessional room.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. We had Dude. a video confessional. Video room.
2: confessions. Yeah. Uh, which you know, they they became more nonsensical
0: as the weekend progressed. Let's get back to the movie. Um,
1: (laughs) it's barely new world we're barely talking about it it's fine everything we're doing is right
0: it's nearly new world
1: nearly talking about nearly new world not barely new world (laughs) barely boo world (laughs) maybe this should be called barely new world (laughs) it's barely night of the creeps one of my segments one of my segments at my late night radio talk show the night zoo
0: zoo? it's gonna be
1: where i talk about barely new worlds (laughs) and to make it all about bears and i have a build a bear
0: barely new world that's for bears
1: well it's gonna be like bear (laughs) you're gonna
0: build your own bear
1: build your own bear and also b-a-r-e so we're gonna do it in the nude.
2: But it's radio, you're, so it's fine.
0: Right. You yeah, do right. see it. No big deal. Yep. It's only if you're there that but it might be somewhat awkward. You can hear
1: the titties awkward. just sloshing Slip, around. <laughs> Slapping around.
0: <laughs> we are still talking about night two, so let's get back to Night <laughs> of the Creeps. Oh, my God. So uh, at one point,
2: um, Wyatt, or... JC.
1: Wyatt? Someone's named Wyatt in this? (laughs) No, he's talking
0: about weird science. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) He's using his weird science. I was like, damn, I don't, I I really don't remember the names.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So JC, uh, he leaves Chris because Chris is now finally talking with his long sought after potential girlfriend. And he's in the, I guess, the public bathrooms of the college or something like that or some facility. And he goes into a stall and is on the toilet when the janitor comes in, who uh, had had incriminated them for pretend for trying to steal a body out of the morgue of the uh, whatever the the hospital or the the yeah. the medical yeah. lab or whatever. The janitor falls over. The, the slugs come out of his head. He's seeing this happen. While he's sitting on the toilet, he, he peeks open the door and he sees the zom um, the the chander with his head open and these slugs coming out, and he immediately pulls up his pants. And I had to think about this for a second.
0: Oh, no, I know. I okay. I understand now where you're going. I was like, where's he going with this? Okay, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, go ahead. I felt the same if way. I, so go ahead.
2: If if even if a person I sort of knew, not really, but I, I certainly knew who that person was and that person's head is now open and there's some strange slugs are coming out of it. I think I would still finish wiping before I pulled my pants <laughs> up. I'd still say, I think I've got time for just, just a, it wouldn't be maybe at least a preliminary,
0: a preliminary preliminary
2: <laughs> like wipe. Just, we're just going to get this one. The, what's one? At least one just to get the yeah. main the let's, main part
0: let's get this skid mark down to just <laughs> the lightest of skids yeah
2: i mean i don't need my ass itching for the rest of the night so i'm just gonna at <laughs> least get like the main well i deal with f- this
0: open 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 head slug right. situation right okay i uh and also i thought we were gonna I, I thought you were gonna say this too is that now i understand his character doesn't have full use of his legs so that makes all this very difficult but he pulls his pants up and sits back down on the seat, which I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm not doing that in a public toilet. I'm sorry. No, not but at all.
1: Was he. Do we know that he was going poop? Maybe he was going pee. He's I mean, he's sitting stand. down. Yes, because his legs don't work. So it's like he would be. able. Yeah, to But stand. he could. Still, but he's, writing. Crutches, he could he's still... ri- he yeah, writing. He's also right.
0: He was writing with riding. his foot, with his right hand. He was writing on the bathroom uh, stall. So he's that's right. what you're you you you're you're spending te- you're trying to fill time. You're not trying to fill time when you're peeing. Plus, you still need to have a hand when you're peeing sitting down as a guy. Like this you is still, the worst
1: argument I've ever been a part of. In this it's like it's like
0: having a live hose. You still gotta like point it in a certain direction. Oh, no.
2: I don't know. And as good as the sets are in this movie, uh, on the bathroom stall. It says Striper rules, which has never been written on a bathroom stall ever. <laughs> so,
1: someone. Are
0: you doubting the <laughs> fact that they are ruling, Mark?
1: <laughs> Were well, they referring to I, Candy Stripe nurses? Mm, Striper no, it rules. Was, it was
0: written. Yeah, it wasn't correctly spelled, but it still could have been. Still could have been. Because I agree. Candy Stripe nurses rules. Uh,
2: well, I'm just saying that I. I if you're a Striper fan, if you're a Striper fan, you're not going to write that on the right. side of a yeah, bathroom right. stall. Morally, you're going to be opposed to that kind of graffiti. Uh, so I, I it That's just true. didn't make any That's sense.
0: Mm. I feel like they did go in there with a couple markers and just kind of wrote some stuff real quickly. before but they shot Striper, the Striper,
2: all the bands you could have thought of, you thought of mm-hmm. Striper? I don't know about that.
0: I still think that I scene is pretty good. And um, listening to the director's commentary about it, I don't think I'll ever be able to watch that scene again, though. Knowing that the actor, Steve Marshall, he took an who plays shit. JC. <laughs> yeah, he took an actual shit. And they had to shoot around him. And they were like, and the toilet wouldn't flush. No, the, <laughs> no, the, the whole scene when they shot him like leaning down to get the matches and then light the matches and all that stuff um they had to get uh somebody else to do all the leaning down so when you see his arms when he's leaning down they're like really hairy arms because it's not steve marshall it's somebody else why couldn't what? he lean down all those shots I, I would imagine had to be were done probably later and they didn't ha- they have reaction shots from him that they cut to but they didn't get the shots of the body leaning down and grabbing the stuff so that was done with somebody else um plus when steve did it he just lit the match and was like oh god am i right <laughs> you're like no you gotta light the match book and then put it uh steve doesn't understand the scene at all
1: Wow,
0: he's like i'm, I'm getting the match because i just took a dump right <laughs> i really actually thought that scene was really good and it's kind of sad because you because you lose steve and i was so taken with the uh the, you know, the friend characters this time around. I mean, knowing, of course, I was going to get the delightful treat of Tom Atkins going full Tom Atkins in this movie. But I thought Steve Marshall was really good. Steve Marshall didn't do much after this movie. He really didn't do that much. Jason Lively, he was uh, coming right off of European vacation where he played Rusty. Yep. Yep, And then he did another movie. I'm forgetting the name of it, but he did another movie with Jill Whitlow who plays Cynthia right afterwards. Like I think another horror film. And also he's Blake Lively's brother.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I recently learned.
0: So he is Ryan Reynolds's brother-in-law.
1: Wow.
2: In the director's commentary, do they discuss the fact that when uh, Chris plays the audio that CJ or JC has left him, Yeah, that's not that's not Steve's voice, right?
0: They they don't mention that. Um, And yes, I felt the same way. I was like, this does not sound like him because it's all like really weirdly. Yeah, it
1: must be his like slug voice. So I thought even if it wasn't him, it's hard to tell. But even if it wasn't him, I was okay with it because I'm like, well, he's infected with the slug. So he has slug voice now.
0: Yeah. They only talk about the line, which I think is very good, which he says I I was able to walk and how he was kind of excited that he could walk, even mm-hmm. though he's having a slug slowly eat his brain away. But
2: Honestly, I, I wasn't able to pay attention to any of the context of the recording because I was <laughs> like, Whose voice is that? That is not his voice.
0: <laughs> so Who I Who the was hell lost made there. this recording? Mark was only concentrating <laughs> on the good stuff. Oh, is that no. Listen, I know the sound of a guy who didn't wipe his butt before he pulled his pants off,
1: <laughs> and that is not this guy. This is not the this voice. Not of a man who didn't wipe his own ass.
2: But since you brought it up, um, my letterbox synopsis of this movie: Oh, I thought you already Tom did it. Atkins, okay. <laughs> Tom Atkins once again proves that a slow-moving fan does absolutely fucking nothing. Mm. Why do mm-hmm. people have slow-moving ceiling fans in these movies? Mm-hmm. That does mm. nothing. It accomplishes nothing. It doesn't move the air. It doesn't cool a room, which ceiling fans don't technically cool a room. They simply move the air. They don't lower the temperature. But still, Ooh, somebody, somebody
0: crunching crunch. the numbers on fans. <laughs> 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 well,
2: they, 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 don't, fan. they don't lower the temperature. They simply move the air, which gives you the sensation
0: that the room is cooler. I'm picturing Mark at a party Potentially a work party Where they're like I got a new fan from my room And it's really brought down the temperature And Mark just seething to the side Like nope That is not what they do God I wish I could say something But I can't It's a work party I don't want everyone
1: to know How crazy I am about fans saves it for when he gets home you're not gonna believe this asshole who thought that a fan lowered the room temperature can you believe that shit fucking numb nuts (laughs) this fucking idiot can you believe he's ahead of sales what a douche that's even how fans work
0: Wouldn't sell me a fan. I can tell you that much. You would not successfully sell me a fan. You heard it here, folks. This is this is the truth podcast about fans. You'll learn the truth here about fans. The World Pictures podcast. Recommend it to your friends. So somebody oh, now shit. can be Somebody now can listen to this episode mm. And then at a party be like You know ceiling fans Don't actually bring down the temperature of a room I heard on a podcast <laughs> What was the podcast? It was a podcast about Night Zoo I think
1: <laughs> You heard it here first On 103.5 The Night Zoo with Erica Sherika. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> does erica sherica uh, just occasionally well, drop some share some stories about her life <laughs> in between songs
1: yep uh-huh i'm like do, 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 do. so anyway my college dormitories were built after the university was built i can't believe it
0: <laughs> anyway here's duran duran's Rio. <laughs> oh god um <laughs> <laughs> I, that's it. I do love this movie and the way this blends a lot of uh, genres I mean I, I feel like it's sometimes hard to talk about this movie because you're like it's really good it's a really good movie we're not used to talking about good movies in this podcast it throws mm-hmm. us off but this movie really blends a lot of like you know different genres horror sci-fi zombies make a late appearance mm-hmm. um, Robert Kurtzman and Howard Berger were playing some of the beta zombies He cast them because they also were doing the special effects. Yeah. Um, guys who did special effects for Creepshow 2. I mm,
1: Love um, Creepshow 2.
0: Mm-hmm. They ran off, remember? They left uh, uh Mark Shostrom. They abandoned Mark Showstrom on Evil Dead 2 and ran over to do a Creepshow 2. Mm-hmm. As we discussed with him in our in our uh, our interview with Mark Showstrom. Um, but uh, yeah, they cast them as some of the betas so that later on when there were zombies, he could just have the makeup guys be the zombies because it would be easier than casting people to just be extras and then have to spend uh, you know a lot of time getting makeup done and figured makeup guys would be better at it. So anyway, um, uh, and so all that stuff just comes so late in the movie. But it's interesting, like stuff that was taken from this movie. And that was another thing I was looking at for this because Slither. Um, which is made years later, slithy clearly took a ton from this movie for sure. Right. I mean, yeah. And I like slither. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoy that movie, but like, no, you like slithy. <laughs> we did. We have, we did start. Once we saw slither, we started calling it slithy. It's a little something about Eric and I's household. Don't call, don't come in here with your
1: fan theories and call it Slither. <laughs> also, if we like a movie, we're giving it a nickname. That's how you'll know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I like that movie, but it's like watching this again, you're like, oh, right, they took everything from this. Also, I wondered about that end scene where <clears throat> Chris, uh, they're trying to break out of like the little uh, gardening shed, and Chris takes that um, uh, lawnmower. And he takes it to one of the zombies' heads, and I was like, I wonder if Peter Jackson watched this and was like, hey, I know what I should do for the end of Dead Alive, or Brain Dead, and did that whole, but I'll just, I'll up this. It won't be just one zombie, it's going to be a horde of zombies that I'm going to take out with this lawnmower. I mean, yeah. there's other things too, but those are just things that I was For thinking sure. about. I was like, the, of of people taking stuff from this movie, which I think people take a ton of stuff from this movie.
2: Plus, you have you have what you have a scene with Dick Miller that could have been just a any old scene, and he brings. I mean, he brings all the things you love about Dick Miller into that scene. It it really is so much of a joy to watch, and I it, it is just one five minute scene out of the whole movie, but I, he just brings, I don't know that, that Dick Miller style, big dick energy. (laughs) Big dick energy. It's so much (laughs) like that scene is so much better because he's in it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Who's driving that goddamn, goddamn car? <laughs> <What's that one? laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> the The difference being, though, is that Dick Miller is normally in most of the, even like the small roles he plays, he always sort of plays a high status character for the most part. He's always normally yep. a guy that's somewhat in charge. He's kind of the boss. And he's made in this particular scene to be the guy by the tail end of the scene is definitely not in charge. And it's, and, and it's uh, Tom Atkins who is, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: And so he, at the end shot is a very a close up of him kind of going, you kind of like a big gulp moment. And it also shows like Dick Miller's really, he's such a good actor. He's, yeah. he could play mm-hmm. even more than just that. Like it's a, it's a, and, and, and that's another reason why it's almost a nearly new world movie. Cause we also have Dick Miller in this movie. So I guess that also means we could discuss any and all Joe Dante movies. Oh, <laughs> if, if that is the if that's the oh. metric if that's the only metric that we need <laughs> to talk about a movie and make a nearly new world uh, the other can, thing that can, I like that I was can we also I talk was, about all Tom Atkins
2: movies I mean oh.
0: ooh ooh
2: Wait, well, The holiday the, season th- is right around the corner and Lethal <laughs> Weapon mm-hmm. is a holiday movie, so... Mm-hmm. That's true. And he gets Lethal
0: Weapon because of this movie. Because Shane Black, of course, oh. is friends with Fred Decker. They co-wrote Monster Squad. Right after this, they co-wrote Monster Squad. And Shane Black is one of the cops in one of the... is in the background. Uh, hmm. Playing one of the cops in the precinct. And oh. it was because of this movie that Shane Black was like, hey, I want to have you in the movie he talked to tom atkins about it and gave him the script and he said this script is amazing but i'm not going to get one of these lead roles like these are going to go to other people mm-hmm. and shane black was like yeah but i just i want to have you in it could i get you in it and he was like yeah sure and i was thinking about it i was like i think that's probably one of the tom atkins performances i've seen the most is the weapon the weapon sure. or escape from new york and he's not a huge part of either one of those movies, but I mean, I've seen both those movies countless amount of times. Tom Atkins is in another new world movie. He is in the ninth configuration, which is a movie put together by William Peter Blatty, who wrote the exorcist, but this is a movie he directed, yep. which new world put out on video. So we will have another Tom Atkins movie to talk about. <laughs>
2: yes. I I am looking forward to 2024 <laughs> just for that. I'm assuming that's on the yeah. slate. for I don't 2024. know. I don't know. Do we do we get
0: to talk about Creep Show, the first oh Creep Show? God. I feel like we would have to because we talk about Creep Show too.
2: I think we do. I, I think we need to.
1: It's truly amazing to me, just the web. Of new world, <laughs> uh, the net. I yeah. don't even know how to describe it. Yeah,
0: it's a heavy net. It's a big
1: oh, net. Oh my goodness!
2: Wise. And in this movie, Tom Atkins gets one of the best lines, which I think could have been better. Oh, but he does say he says the when the when the, all the boyfriends are coming and they're all zombies, and he says to the the sorority, "The good news is your dates are here." And someone says, "What's the bad news?" He says, "They're dead." -hmm. It could have been funnier if he had said, "The bad news is your dates are here," because (laughs)
0: that (laughs) well, because a much more subtle joke than what they were going for, Mark. Because
2: they're they're dead and they were assholes to begin with, right? So, like, it was it was it was a lose lose, no matter how you looked.
0: Also, your ceiling fan. It's not going to cool down a room. Let me bring you down with some real reality. Put it up as
1: high as you want. You're only moving air, not cooling it. Knuckle crack. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about my own beer. I only drink craft beers. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Where's your your martini shaker?
1: (laughs) Oh, you don't have any olives? What's the point?
0: Please, I don't use olives anyway. I use a twist. Come on, oh. get rid of it. it right I'm
1: sorry. Yikes. When I said the babes were boring in, now I just heard it's a twist. Right. Yeah. The babes yeah. are trickling. Babes are like, in. I'm interested,
0: and then I'm like, I'm making look, I'm I'm getting the lime. they're like, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, you don't even you not even yeah. have olives? I'm okay. out. Never mind. <laughs> I'm out. Speak uh, speaking of the web widening web though, uh Jason Lively was also in rock and roll high school forever. The sequel yes. made in 1991.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a sequel to Rock and Roll High School? Yeah.
0: Yeah. With Corey Feldman. Oh, oh no. And Mary Warnoff, of course. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. A sequel. So- oh, no.
1: It's like quicksand. The more I fight it, just the more it sucks me in.
0: (laughs) Also, did you know that Jason Lively's sister, Lori, also Blake Lively's sister, was also in this movie?
1: Who is she in this movie?
0: Yeah. She plays Lori. She's a smaller role, so I'm not sure where she was in the movie, but she played Lori. So we got a couple of Lively kids in this. (laughs) Yeah. So... Does this open up Blake Lively's filmography for us to talk about <laughs> <laughs> oh, now? That I'm actually excited about this movie that we squeezed into new, nearly new world. Can we then squeeze in Whoa, some of Blake Lively's
1: movies go for you, Blake?
0: Uh,
2: I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd like, I prefer to
2: say that we'll nestle in
0: Blake Lively's. Thank you. So Thank you. Right, That's this. right. That's <laughs> right. They're no
1: longer newly new, nearly she new. She is the world.
0: bun, and all of her siblings are the hot dog and condiments. <laughs> Am I right? Am
1: She's I right? the hot meat. She's the hot meat. She's the hot
0: meat. Oh, yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So, anyway, next year, um, expect us to get to the, the uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movies.
1: Yay! So. <laughs> and the shallows. Uh,
0: uh, so meanwhile Not even Night of the New World The new series
2: that we'll be doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not at all New World <laughs> this, this almost feels like a new uh, Totally different podcast Nope, still New World Pictures <laughs> um, Erica, when was the first time you saw Night of the Creeps?
1: Uh, this was the second time that I saw it. I think probably the first time I saw it was whenever you bought <laughs> bought the Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, okay. So you hadn't seen it,
0: like, you no. know, back in the day or anything. Okay, No. But no. you just watched it when I got the, the Blu-ray
1: of it. We're yeah, fine. that's right.
0: Oh, uh, the cinematographer uh, for Night of the Creeps, uh, Robert C. New, what he did right before Night of the Creeps, he did the zoo Gang for New World Pictures.
2: See, the web just got another strand. Just that whole h- hot dog metaphor that you...
1: <laughs> My God, can we even fit any more toppings? You've nestled so many.
2: <laughs> well, we just added some jalapenos <laughs> to that hot dog. Ooh, Ooh
1: with the- spicy
0: hot dog. Oh, he was also the director photographer for Prom Night, which really makes sense.
1: Oh.
0: That That does. makes a lot of sense. That tracks. That tracks, that tracks a yep. lot. Did this play as well for you the second time?
1: Yeah. Well, I picked up a lot more this time too. big plot point being that I, I didn't make the connection that
0: Tom Atkins was Tom uh,
1: Atkins was the cop from the 1950s, uh, flashback or, you know, uh, scenes. So that made a lot more sense watching. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. That makes sense. And that, um, I mean, it's probably pretty obvious for everybody else, but I fully, I fully missed it.
0: He had not gotten over that in 30 years. Yeah. It's a long time to like pine for somebody. I know that it's like a sad, you know, ending and all, but like he. Uh...
2: Well, the fact that he that he that he shot the guy that she was dating may have made that stick a little bit in your head. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if 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 the guy that if your ex, if you catch your ex on a date with somebody else and then you kill him, it's going to stick to you a little bit.
1: But did he mm. kill him though? Because he killed the axe guy who chopped her up.
0: Yeah, he kills the ax guy. But
1: I thought the sluggies oh. killed I thought, the I guy thought, she was no, in the car no,
0: with. No, he you're kills right. the axe no, guy. Oh, you're right. Which you're is right. why when the axe guy comes back, he's, he's like, like I, I already killed you yeah. 30 years ago.
1: That Got scene it. is so badass. Yeah. Because they're all like, yeah, and they're like blowing him away. And they're like, yeah, we killed the zombie. And then when all the sluggies run out, they're like, oh shit. And all of them just kind of watch it like, oh shit. That scene is badass, but it also pissed me off because when JC gets attacked by the slugs in the bathroom, they run up his pants, pant legs.
0: Uh One of them, yeah.
1: Uh One of them runs up his pant leg, and that's what causes him to try to get away. But then when the cops, none of them run up the pant legs of the cops. Right. I was upset about that. Yeah.
2: Well, but the the cops had wiped their ass, and JC has not. <laughs> and those slugs love some Dookie. And so mm-hmm.
1: they are like, oh, mm-hmm. gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Dookie slugs. Yep. I forgot they were Dookie slugs.
0: We'll get to his brain eventually.
1: Yeah.
0: But first, stop. Uh, but first, <laughs> Dookie time.
1: <laughs> this is the Dookie Slugs. This is Erica Sherica live 1035. The Dookie Sluggies.
0: Also, it's a ska band. Wow, didn't see that coming. Yeah. I did not see yeah. that coming. I did not think that was going to be the style, just based on the name alone. The <laughs> other thing, too, is that shot, speaking of gunshots, the shot where they just spin around uh, with Tom Atkins, yeah. like shooting everybody out. Oh, yeah. You can't mention that, that shot enough. That is. Awesome! Mm-hmm. That was yeah, such That's a well cool done. shot. This it's movie just so does badass so many that he goes things around.
2: really, really well.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
2: Like some of those little touches, you didn't have to go for a shot like that. This movie doesn't ask for a shot like that,
0: but mm-hmm. you get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's Fred Deckard like trying to show all of the things that he wanted to do. Like he talks about it that he's like a big fan of Jaws, so he tries to do that like slow tracking shot in you know, um, like focus on one thing and the mo- the camera yep. moves in and he does that like when Tom Atkins is having his little dream sequence and, you know, he did that shot with Tom Atkins on there. Like he he flips a bus, like he does lots of stuff and you're trying to be like, hey, look at all the different stuff I can do. And while I don't think this is a, was an enormous success, it did at least open the door for him to do Mon- uh, Monster Squad, which is mm. another great movie that also blends mm-hmm. like old 1950s or black and white Mm -hmm. horror films and a modern uh, in a modern context. But that movie did not do well. And he didn't get to do another movie for years, at which point Mm. he eventually gets another chance. And that next chance is RoboCop three, which not as many people are going to say, that's a bummer that wasn't (laughs) successful because that's a great film. Now, I, I, I don't mind uh, RoboCop 3, but it's certainly the the lesser of the three right. theatrical uh, RoboCop movies. And he also was, uh, he had to make the PG-13 RoboCop because yeah. that's that movie is the one that they said, let's not make it R. Let's try mm-hmm. to get more kids in on RoboCop. Mm-hmm. So let's make it PG-13 yeah. when the movie is only as amazing as it is because it is a hard R. <laughs> But um, so he had a lot of disadvantages. But from there, he doesn't really direct anything else out of there besides some TV and stuff. He still writes a, f- a few movies. And I think he's had a long career being a script doctor. But it's like one thing watching this was also I, I made me think a little bit about Tony Randall and like how Tony Randall also came out of, of the gates with um, Hel- Hellbound Hellraiser 2 and was showing like all the different things he could also do. And then he doesn't quite get a fair shake to keep doing that. And he kind of like makes Children of the Night and he makes like an Amityville sequel. And he doesn't really get an opportunity to really, again, show what he can do. He had a much longer directing career than Fred Decker. And he certainly made a great career out of it. But, he, but I feel like he didn't get as many chances as he should have based on like those successes. And it's interesting how some directors came out in the 80s, made a big hit, or they made some kind of hit success. And they kept getting those chances and how some people didn't. And I feel feel like Fred Decker was one of those guys that didn't get enough chances. I can't argue with that. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Sure>. <laughs>
0: also, you know, the guy who did Night 2 only made two movies. So,
2: you know. Again, some, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you just don't get the breaks. You win thirteen genies. Yeah, not interested.
0: All right, that's it. <laughs> that is the, that's do it. Do you think so? I don't know. What else do you want to yeah. say? What else do you guys want to put in there? What uh, else? I, do you, what I, else I, do you want to put? We're piling. We are nestling the hell out of this hot dog. What else do <laughs> you want to put on top of it?
1: That's it. Any that's final thoughts toppings. about Night of the Creep? Creeps. I think it's worth a watch. If uh, you're asking, yeah, me if Night of the Creep. If I, Night of the Creeps, Queefs. Yes, it does. It definitely quees. You're not asking, but I'm telling. No, it it's does. 100%. It this one quees for sure.
0: Yeah, what? this is a loud, really loud queef. Yeah. Oh, it's a loud queef. It's a loud Woo! queef. I mean, it's a classic for a reason. I think this is a movie yeah, that it has sure. a, a strong cold following and for all of the good reasons. And, you know, Monster Squad is another great movie. That's one we've watched the past few Halloweens with the kids and they love mm-hmm. it. So you know, cause it's about kids and they say bad words and there's monsters. And so, the, you know, it's, and I kind of get why they then said, Oh, you did monster squad. Like we need to make RoboCop a little more kid friendly. So let's give it to you. Mm-hmm. But like, what a terrible task to put on anyone. But, um, and I heard, and I read in an interview, read Fred Decker saying that he felt bad about RoboCop three, that he took the blame for RoboCop three, but he was like, I should have just been more brave and he should have made, um, uh, hold on a second. Monster Squad a hard R.
1: (laughs) Monster.
0: Right, he should have done
1: that.
0: I mean, obviously, (laughs) that's obvious. Um, No, he was saying that at the end of the movie, he should have taken Nancy Allen's character and had her come back as like a Robocop. Yeah, um, because that would have made spoiler, sense. if you haven't seen RoboCop three in a while, but but she her character who makes it through the franchise or at least the trilogy, um, but she doesn't make it out of that one alive. But he was like, I should have brought her back, which is a great idea, great idea. Yeah, would have been awesome because sure. at that point they were already you know, uh, RoboCop was played by uh, Robert Burke in that one, and yep. so so yeah, I at that point I it was like I've all bets seen, are off.
2: I don't think I've ever seen RoboCop three and it on because i remember when it came out and it being pg13 i was like Bleh. i right. i don't go yeah. to the robocop movie for pg13
0: also at the time i don't know if you if you if you agree with this mark but um when
1: the, i go uh, for r o b o c o p um
0: at the time though like <laughs> The movie also <laughs> oh, sat on stupid. a shelf because the studio, like, fell apart. Um, and so it didn't get released for, like, a couple years. So they shot it and then, like, Orion, like, fell apart. So it sat on a shelf. So there's another thing of, like, a movie when it sat on a shelf, everyone was like, oh, uh-oh. Like, that was a bad sign. Like, yeah. there was nothing good well, to, of anything. It,
2: to, I mean, it's not an unwarranted worry. Correct. I mean, correct. Like- right. Right. They're not, they don't normally go sit on the shelf. Right.
0: right. They're not taking, <laughs> they're not taking like, uh, they're not taking really great movies and going, mm, let's wait on it for a couple of years. This one seems like a winner. Let's right. sit on it. I'm not sure about right. this. Let's let it sit. Yeah. Um, but there are sometimes where a film like trick or treat sat on a shelf for like a while. And then I remember when you and I saw it in like what, 2008, I think. Yeah. And we went and saw yeah, it like, like at, um, Scream, Fest? Scream, Scream Fest. Yes, Scream Fest, um, yeah. Scream Fest. Yeah, when we saw it at Scream Fest, we were like, why the hell was this sitting on a shelf? You know,
2: that's a movie that still doesn't get its just desserts
0: for sure. And Captain of the Woods sat on a shelf for a long time. it did um, In fact, the that's two early Chris Hemsworth movies sat on a shelf and it was that sat on a shelf. And so did Red, his the Red Dawn remake. And you're like, "Captain of the Woods." Why did that sit on the shelf? And why did they put red? Why do they put red Dawn on the shelf? Oh no, no, no! I see it. <laughs> I watched it. I get it. I get it. I get why this is put on the shelf. I understand now. But yeah, like it doesn't always. It's the the, the math doesn't always uh, work out that that uh, a movie isn't any good when they put it on the shelf. There are certain weird reasons why they do that, but for the most part, it's a warranted uh, you know worry for for audiences. And I think yep. that that also put the stank on Robocop 3. Anyway, um, yeah, Fred Decker deserved another movie. Maybe he'll make another one. You never know. Maybe he'll still make another movie.
1: What do you Come want on, to do, Steeman?
0: I think you'd love to do Steeman.
1: Putting it out there. I think you'd
0: have a lot of good ideas. Steamin. You know, it's time for Fred Decker to.
1: Let's do it. We can put Sluggies in it. That's fine.
0: That's fine. We can
1: put Chris Hemsworth well, in we it. Well, we do That's have fine. Sluggies
0: in it. There's a bunch of Wieners.
1: <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs>
0: Wonderfully nestled wieners. <laughs> <laughs> do the men in Steeman all have to have hot dog buns around their wieners? Oh, they do now.
1: <laughs> they do now. They didn't. But before, no but, one talks but, about it. Yeah. Nope. It's just part of the spa treatment. You know. It's part of the. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, but those in, in a spa in a hi, in <sighs> a highly
2: humid uh, room. The, th- those buns, right. those hot dog buns right. are going to fall apart oh. really fast.
0: And during some of the most dramatic scenes, when you just watch part of those hot dog buns fall off their wieners, like that is gonna going to be something amazing. Great. And you're going to have, and Fred is going to have to instruct the actors to not break. <laughs> yeah. Keep going full drama.
1: Yeah. And I'm just thinking of a sight <laughs> gag of some people have like hot dog buns and then someone having like a full on baguette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and somebody just having a roll. Yeah,
1: somebody yeah. Just, said, <laughs> so just having a roll.
0: You know, hey, another person roll. just got a little
2: got a little crescent roll, a little pig in a blanket. Yeah.
1: yeah, a little Hawaiian, a little Hawaiian bun, <laughs> a pig. Somebody has done
0: has wrapped has wrapped it around him like a pig in the blanket.
1: <laughs> and then someone has a like corn dog. It's like breaded. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We want to represent all the hot dogs. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: All the variations.
1: See,
0: this has been an excellent conversation about Night of the Creeps. It is. I think we covered everything. I don't think there's anything yeah. we haven't we haven't covered. Yeah,
2: we've covered sure. it all. We are. If for anything, we're thorough.
0: <laughs> Very thorough. Yeah. I think we've covered all of it. Uh, this is a great movie. Uh, I wish it was New World. I wish we could have examined it and maybe even tried to get some interviews, talk to some people. But it's not quite a New World. But I'm glad we got to talk about it. And I hope you enjoyed Night Vember. What what a fun Night Vember we've had. What a what a roller coaster mm-hmm. Night Vember has been. And Somebody now call it we a are, romp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was a night romp.
1: Mm-hmm. And, oh what a night. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a little different. Gotta change it. <laughs>
0: gotta change it. Don't wanna break those copyright rules. And now we're gonna be rolling into our next theme month, and that is gonna be done by Erica. Erica, what is our next month going to be?
1: Thanks for asking, Ryan. It's going to be December. <laughs>
0: That's right. We're gonna talk about horror movies galore as mm-hmm. we talk about, or just death death movies with lots of death in them, mm-hmm. as we talk, we go into December next month. Uh, so get tuned, get ready for that because nothing says holidays like some bloody movies mm-hmm. released by New World Pictures. We hope you'll join us for that. If You want to catch up on all our old episodes and maybe some articles and look at our t-shirts, you can go to our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. That's where you can find all of that, including our socials. Find us wherever you can. Tell your friends to listen. We'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye,
1: everybody. Woo-hoo-hoo.